Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta! What's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man! By the way, Oconee Brewing put out a great post today. I retweeted it and put it out there uh, on the gram as well. And they were talking about uh, spring, Mike, uh, something like, you know, 36 or 40 days before yeah. spring's officially here. And they were like, but you can get watermelon lime before that. Darn right you can. <laughs> so uh, go to your Publix, man. Call your local Publix and say, I want my hey, man. Today was one of those days where, you know, normally 60 degrees is kind of like the line of demarcation for putting the top down. But I've got a protective layer of blubber. And the car's got that really effective heat warmer. Yes. So you keep your seat warmer, keep your tuchus warm. You can drive and it's 40 degrees out when you got a seat warmer, baby. Yeah, no, it's great, man. You're right about that. I mean, Beautiful listen, today, man. Today is, and it's going to be a nice weekend, as Bo mentioned, for a three-piece suit appearance. Uh, Bo's going to be planning that. We'll talk more about that along the way. Uh, we got plenty to get to, man, and a lot to talk about. We left the show yesterday. We told you guys. Hawks should blow these guys out. Mm -hmm. Hawks blew these guys out. And when I say these guys, there are a bunch of new faces for the Pacers. I I turned the TV on. I didn't didn't recognize but like two guys on the team. I was like, who is this? Did you bet it? No. Well, I mean, again, you know, just as long as make sure you, you know, report that to the IRS. Okay, right? yes, I did, Mike. I did. <laughs> so, I told you I was going big, and I went big. <laughs> I would have, too. 12 points was the spread last night. Of course, we went by, by much more than that. Listen, this was a get-right game. I said it yesterday, 34 points for Trey. Mikey hit three, six of nine. This is what we expected. Mm. I am not overly excited about last night because this is what should have happened. And I'll be honest with you, even if the the team that they traded away came into town last night, I still expected us to win. But we handle business. Good win. We we get the Spurs on Friday. We said this is a big week. Sunday, you're at the Celtics. Those are three three winnable and gettable games. And then the Cavaliers, who made a deal, and they, you know, tonight we'll see Mm. what they look like. But that will be Tuesday against the Cavs, and then the Magic on Wednesday, the 16th. Before, really, you get that break, Mike, for for the All-Star break. So, these next five, again, can we win four out of five? Mm. Uh, Is it possible to go five for five? If we do that, I think the momentum heading into the break will feel really good about our team. Yeah, and uh, I put it out on Twitter today. Follow us. Put them up, C-Dukes. I'm Mike Bell, ATL. Uh, John Collins, he's got his loyal supporters, and we all love John. (laughs) He's one of our favorite guests. And I don't think there's a Hawks fan that I know that I'm friends with that walks this earth that wants John Collins traded. (laughs) I think I think most people out there, uh, and I think sometimes like anything else in this town, if you say, "Hey, I had an off night," oh, you're killing him. Well, he had an off night. An off night's an off night. You're gonna call it out. But I don't. I don't think there's anybody Carl who wants him traded. They just want to see him involved with Trey in the half court offense on a regular basis. Whether that's on John, Trey, Nate, all of the above, that's something that's got to continue as we move forward. Well, I don't want to get to the playoffs and that's not there. And then Bingo. we're talking about, well, why aren't they working together? Why isn't it more apparent that they should be, you know, screening and rolling and popping and all this stuff? That's the stuff you do over the next 28, 29 games. That's the stuff right now. If you want to fine tune and get ready for the playoffs, and by the way, Phoenix, 
They just continue this East Coast trip, Mike. They're killing everybody. That's, I mean, what, makes, that's what made losing in Toronto and the Mavs so <laughs> frustrating because we took on the best team in the league and looked great doing it and beat them. They're, they're killing everybody. I mean, they went to Philly. They beat Embiid. I mean, they're just they're just rolling through everybody right now. And by by far, that's the best team in the NBA. I don't even think it's close. But that doesn't mean – I only bring that up to say that they're clicking. We right. are not clicking like that yet. Lakers get blown out last night. You know, uh, Giannis and, and company go out west. They're not clicking, and I don't think they will. But right. we've got to get back to a point where we're clicking and it feels like, oh, this is championship basketball. Man, the Bucks smoked the Lakers last night. I watched a little bit of that last night. Holy moly, in L.A. And I know a lot of people are saying, can the Lakers, they've got, you know, they've got issues, Carl, as far as cap-wise, you know, luxury tax, of course. But how much of the roster can they address to make a run? Because people think, you know, this, you know LeBron James, they, if this keeps up, he's not getting back to the NBA no. Finals. No, he's not getting any younger. Uh, I loved his comment last night when it has, do you guys think that you'll be on their level? And LeBron gave that, like, pregnant mm-hmm. pause and looked around, and AD's sitting there, and he's like, you talking about Milwaukee? No. And he admitted it, Mike. They're not there, but there are a lot of teams that are not there. It's Dukes and Bell with Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Our team wins, though, and, you know, as far as the standings, we don't really help ourselves. We're still right there, 10th, 9th. It just depends. We're in the playoff, uh, you know, run, but we are certainly not top four or top six, which is where I think we should be, Mike. When this is all said and done and the end of the season comes, we need to be top four or top six. The mm-hmm. thing, guys, that everybody right now is looking at and the clock is ticking, is what do you do to try to improve this team if you feel like that is where you need to go? We asked the question yesterday on our poll question. A lot of guys are saying, Mike, um, you know, small move, nothing significant. Okay, Uh, I keep thinking that the phones are ringing because we do have a lot of assets. We do have a lot of young pieces. But I don't know if Travis Slink's going to pull the pull the trigger. Yeah, you're hearing uh, again through a hook or crook the media, whether it's you know Woj or Shams, everybody's getting the inside scoop on why these deals aren't going down because everybody's asking for too much. It's That's like right. highway robbery. I saw something that uh, Jordan Schultz put out there today, and they said the Nets are still interested in Ben Simmons for obviously for Harden, but they also want, as our producer uh, Chris mentioned, they want uh, Tyrese Maxey. They also want Seth Curry. They want Thibel. They want Dr. J. They want Mo Cheeks. <laughs> they want Moses Malone they and want Billy Bob- Cunningham and Bobby Jones. Yeah. <laughs> they want it all. I mean, seriously, you, while you're at it, you know, they want Allen Iverson. You know what I mean? You know, even the Walt Chan- <laughs> We'll play for the Philadelphia Stars. They want him, too. They want everybody in this deal. It is true. Too much being asked for. Uh, I do think there's a chance that Dame gets traded. Right. Because Portland is just now, this is completely, you know, a chill, rebuild mode kind of year. Too many injuries. They traded C.J. McCollum away. So there is a chance that he might end up in Philly, Mike. Now, I would personally take Dame over a Harden because you guys know how I feel about Harden. But I do think the Harden deal because of Daryl Morey's relationship with him is maybe something that's going to happen. And by the way, come Thursday, if if anything you know significant happens, Mike, that's going to be the deal. If they have enough stones, both general managers with the Nets to say, okay, you know what, this isn't working, we got to move on, and, and Philly finally moves on from Simmons. But I got to tell you guys something. Uh, <laughs> what what did Harden go there to, to do? I mean, he went there to win, and Mike, now he's dealing with this situation with Kyrie. If Kyrie was your teammate, how would you feel? If Oof. Kyrie was your team, because you went mm. there and you sold me on coming, right. okay, as much as I give Harden crap, and now your teammate is like, yeah, you know, I, I can't play home games. Yeah, I mean, look, the vaccination thing is what it is. I'm not going down that road because it's just, it, at this point, can we just get back to living our lives and just go do our thing? And if people get sick or they're high risk, they knew the risk, we'll just get on with it, but that's not, that's not going to happen. But in the case of uh, Kyrie, it's like they got so many ridiculous rules in New York City about, you know, visiting teams could come in who just came through an airport been on a plane, even though they were in a mask, stayed in another hotel the previous night, but they're a higher risk. They're not a higher risk than Kyrie, who's in New York following the protocols. 
Makes no sense. No. But doesn't. anyway, but it's still because he chose not to be vaccinated, there is that whole thing. I don't know what to make of it. The thing is, they're still playing good basketball. I mean, I, I don't know what you make about Durant. Stephen A's killing him as a, you know, he's a championship chaser. <laughs> he's ready to make teams together. But that's what everybody does. Who's not doing that today, right? Yeah. The, I, I mean, the Bucks, the way they built it organically, that is the unicorn in today's NBA. Well, listen, the, the, the Golden State Warriors drafted their guys, right? I mean, the Sixers attempted to draft their guys. It didn't work because, well, they didn't realize how soft-minded one of those guys was. <laughs> right. But the, the goal is always to draft. That's why I say don't do anything crazy, Travis. You drafted Trey. You drafted John. You drafted Hunter. You drafted Herder. This is what's supposed to happen if you have the right guys, Mike. And then you just let it play. You let it build. The teams that have traditionally had success in this league have done it through the draft. And then you supplement, Mike. That's what they did in Golden State. They said, let me go get a veteran. Let me go get a big guy. Let me go get some more help on the bench. And and that's, you know, guys like Iguodala. That's what you do. But you don't just build the team and think, oh, well, we're going to go get superstars and that thing's going to work. The Lakers guys are a prime example. You just can't put three guys together and it's going to win. Right. So moving forward, we've seen the tweak. You know, last year it just worked out because Lou brought us something we needed there, especially when, when Trey got a, you know, a breather. I think we could probably, no disrespect to Lou, probably find somebody that could maybe give you a more consistency right now when he's not out there. But, I mean, to me, we just got to work better as a team, and Nate's got to do a better job of coaching the half-court offense. I mean, the defensive intensity's been picked up. Now we're not scoring. That's the problem. Yeah, it's true. It's Dukes and Bell. Follow us, man. He's Mike Bell, ATL. I'm in. Put him up. See Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. We are on the gram as well and, of course, across all social media platforms. We'll let you hear from John Collins. By the way, if I, I gave you 100 bucks right now and said, is he here tomorrow or is he not here tomorrow? Yeah. I say John Collins today, John <laughs> Collins tomorrow, John Collins forever. Okay. I hope. I don't want to – I mean, this is I mean, this is Schlenk's plan. You know, you and I debated the – part of our conversation during his negotiation period, right, was – what we're talking about now, he's got to be a bigger part of the offense on yeah. a consistent basis. Yeah, I, I, and by the way, and if I, you can't do that, then maybe you should trade him. Well, I'm with Mike though. I, is that on John? Like, what does he have to do? Does he walk in the locker room with his shirt off? Look at me. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what does he have to hey, do? He told us. He's told Nate. Yes, he has. So that's I think, all you can do. That's all you can do, right? If you are somewhere where you go, hey, I want a bigger role. I want more responsibility. I want. I want it all. Right. Then those people who who grant right. you those opportunities have to know that. All right, more on John Collins, more on Trey. Hawks win last night. That's the good news. And and again, if they would not have, we would have had problems because that team last night was pathetic. I want it. I, I do. I do want it now. Uh, the team, the Pacers were pathetic. All right, coming up, we've got plenty to dive into. We told you guys yesterday, Arthur Blank's going to join us, the owner of our Atlanta Falcons, six o'clock. Six o'clock ish, okay? Because again, he's he's in uh, at the Super Bowl and he's doing stuff. But he's like, I'll find time for you guys. So he's going to be on sometime in the early six o'clock hour, Mike. And I'm curious to know. All right, we've been through a season with Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith, right? Now, now, what does our owner think, and and how does he try to help? to get us back to the playoffs because that's the goal. I know we're all talking about, you know, all these pieces we need. We got to get back to the playoffs. And I don't care, you know, how we do it. We got to do it quickly. Right. I mean, the only thing I think Arthur Blank gets wrong is loyalty to a fault, right? Loyalty to his GM, loyalty to his head coaches. I mean, again, you got to re- I mean, on some levels you got to respect that. You wish you could maybe, you know, detach himself from the whole process and say, "Look, we're not getting it done. We should have moved on from Dan Quinn in 18." But I mean, that aside, the guy wants to win. There's a lot of owners of why. Believe me, we've seen a lot of owners who have no idea which color the sky is right now in the NFL. So we got that going for us with Arthur, but now we've got to hope this thing works. I thought that Arthur Smith did a good job. We also got the caveat of Fontenot inherited a big mess. 
He did. He can be turned over. You can turn it over like in one season. He did. There's no doubt. Hey, Aaron Taylor is going to join us next hour to talk about the Super Bowl as well. When we come back, though, some people going at my partner, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> it is Dukes and Bell. We're going to talk plenty about the Super Bowl along the way today. Also, we're going to talk to our man Connor Riley from Dog Nation. Uh, get the latest on what's going on with the dogs, college football, SEC. Maybe he knows something more about mm. this Auburn situation we've been talking about. Uh, that's all coming your way at 4 o'clock. All right. Atlanta United, and I want to pref- set, set this up for, for people, okay? Atlanta United, back to work. For those of you who are not soccer fans, uh, Mike and I, uh, you know, we not only talk about the team, we treat the team as, as such as any other professional team in our city. Um, it's a team that brought us a championship. And, you know, we go to the games. Uh, if you've gone to the games, you may have seen us. You, you may right. have cheered with us. And we have had all the supporter groups on all right, when it comes to Atlanta United. And we're talking about on this show. Like, right. they've been in studio. We've hung out at their tailgates. We all are a big part of, of the family. So with that said, what we all want, and Mike and I talk about this all the time, it's with the Falcons, it's with the Hawks, it's with the Braves, mm-hmm. chips. I don't care how we get them. I want to dominate. I want to be the city that everybody's envious of because our teams are so damn good. Right. So Atlanta United has done a really good job of being competitive, being in the playoffs, being in the hunt. And now, Mike, th- this is kind of a retool that we're going through. But one of the guys that we have talked about is finally going to be here, and he is finally a part of Atlanta United. And, Mike, I want you to explain this because Mm. now that Atlanta United has exercised its option to sign Almeida, Mm. everybody is kind of in an uproar because of a backstory that came out that had everybody's ears perked up and said, wait a minute, are there issues with this guy coming here? Yeah, Tiago Almada is the the dude, and he plays down in in South America in uh, Buenos Aires for a team. And there was a party down in Buenos Aires, and uh, at that party were a number of players from his team. And there was a uh, sexual assault at the party. And there was a lot of uh, you know confusion about just how much involved was he. Uh, there was an investigation, and there was other players that perhaps were implicated and or another coach on the squad or a 15-year-old player, one of their junior teams. There's a lot of stuff to kind of get your head around. And, again, it's difficult because many of the articles written, Carl, you've got to go literally go translate them from Spanish to English. And then eventually there's some articles that were followed up, and it's just basically the broad strokes that he's involved in it investigation. So there was a statement today from Footy Mob because Almada is now on his way up here. He was, uh, for the most part, cleared in this investigation. I know, again, who's Footy Mob? Footy Mob is one of the support groups. We've got a number of uh, groups here that support. They put out like a statement on their uh, on their social media, and it's a long statement. It's kind of a manifesto, if you will, but in essence, it says that uh, in the coming hours, you'll be presented with quotes and uh, airtides on uh, due diligence, articles, I should say, on due diligence and investigations conducted by our front office talking about Atlanta United. You will hear the management staff tell you how well he fits into our future game plan, his pace and power. They will hit hard on his youthful mistakes, his upbringing, how he rose above his station to become the most prolific player in the transfer market. It's not enough. And then they go on to explain the uh, their, their feelings about uh, the perception of the sexual assault and how, again, I would think that this is... You know, innocent until proven guilty. Now, there is a hand gesture, which uh, is done in South America, that some players, that he does, which uh, people take as racist, and I don't know much about it, but I'll, I'll go along with the people who are saying that they, there's a, a, a something he's done, which they say is a mockery of a race of people, and they're upset with that as well. So they're unhappy, basically, it sounds like, with what this guy's about. Uh, they go on to say this is not about cancellation, it's about accountability. Uh, He says that uh, in the statement, they say this isn't uh, an exercise in wokeness or example of cancel culture. But it's just to me, Carl, the way I read this thing, it's like you're basically not giving the guy the benefit of the doubt. You're basically saying just because he was implicated in an investigation, he's guilty by association. 
And I, to me, it goes against everything that you and I have stood for. And I hit back on Twitter and I said, look, I don't have a working knowledge of investigative process or how the criminal process or the legal process plays out in another country like Argentina. But they've done their, their work, and he is not apparently uh, the person that they thought was involved to the level they thought he, he was accused of being. Now, moving forward, Carl, I said to the folks on social media, do you remember the Marcelo Zuna situation? Yes. It sounded awful. I think I said on the air, he's gone. He'll never play again. Not just in the Atlanta Braves and the Bigs. So we try to, at least with the exception of the Marcelo Zuna, in my case, because you always maintain it, we always try to let everything play out before we jump to inclusion. I just think the footy mob does a disservice to Atlanta United fans because we have not let the full process play out. I cannot speak to racist gestures, hand gestures, motions, things like that. I mean, that's something obviously you will not be able to do here, and that's something no one condones, just as no one condones violence against women. But I just thought they really kind of, it stuck in my craw, and it rubbed me the wrong way because to me you're basically saying this guy's guilty and you don't want to hear it. Here's my question, uh, and for Footy Mob or anybody else who, who objects to the signing or the addition to, to the club, what are you going to do? Are you not going to cheer? How, how do you object to this, or is this the objection? This is the most expensive MLS transfer in history. It eclipses more than $14 million, all right? Uh, they paid, what, $14 million for Barco. Um, and, and so you talk about... You know, this is what Atlanta United does. They try to bring in, they're attempting to bring in the best players from around the world. Um, most of them over the last few years have been from South America, but they, they've tried to do this all the way around the world. And, and Mike, I just think that, to, to and I don't even want to say rush to judgment, to your point, to, until the full process right. is played out. And, and I, I have to believe, this is what I'm going to believe, that Atlanta United, would, the organization is bigger than any one player. Okay, I don't think the organization puts itself in jeopardy with a situation where you might have one player, and I don't care who it is or how expensive they are, that might be related to criminal activity, sexual assault, or for that matter, uh, some kind of racist gesture. I don't believe that they would put themselves in that position. Now, that's just me. Okay, now, if information comes out that that is the case and this young man is involved in any of those things, then they have to do the appropriate thing, cut bait and move on, right? And say, hey, we made a mistake. But, but I don't think that that's the case. And, and guys, it's 2022. You really think Atlanta United wants to bring attention to itself when it comes to this kind of situation with one guy? One guy's just not that damn important. So with all due respect, and we saw this, you know, this post today, and then again, I came in and Mike was like, I can't believe these people. And I was like, what is the deal? Mm. Let's chill for a minute. All right, Footy Mob, you know we ride with you guys. We ride with every supporter group. But I just think that, you know, this is one of those things where we're jumping the gun. And, again, if you're not a soccer fan, understand this could be the Hawks, Mm -hmm. this could be the Falcons. When you're talking about trying to bring in the best talent, and sometimes there are question marks, I'm going to trust the team. And if the team screws up, then I will kill the team when it is appropriate. And again, guys, whatever the racist gesture was, and which offended the home state, wherever the the match was played – He's, he's 20 at the time he was 19. I'm not making excuses for age, but I mean, I just, you, you do a lot of stupid things when you're 18 or 19, okay? I just, I, I just, I didn't like the way it sort of just, basically, if you, if you didn't know anything about Almada and you saw this, you, you're going to hate the guy's guts and he's a dirtbag and it's, it's their judge and jury on this, although actually it never got to a judge and jury in Argentina about him. 
Okay, so I just to me it's a disservice to the fan base. It's a disservice to Atlanta United and to this young man who's going to start his journey here in America. Who, by the way, it was other teams were also waiting for the other shoe to drop on this yeah, one because were. there was they an were. international market for him as well. So we, to your point about Darren, we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about this at some point. But you just whatever you just said in this day and age with everything we just we are dealing with in this country, do you think they would put themselves in that situation if they didn't think this kid was above board? I don't believe it. I, I don't believe it. But we will see. We will see how things shake out. You know what? I hope more than anything. Can he play? Right. All right? There have been guys we brought here that just weren't as good as we thought they were. I hope he is as good as we think he is, and he helps us win. That's what I'm hoping right now. 404-741-0929. We wanted to address this because, again, if you are an Atlanta United for a lot of fans, and I know, again, we're speaking to a part of our audience that some people say, okay, great, I get it. I've been to games. I've taken my kids. This is cool. And other people who said, hey, I'm not taking it in yet, or I haven't caught on to it. So be it. We treat it like it should be treated because you get 50,000 folks down at these home games, for the most part, every home game, and there is a vibe, and, and, and it's become a part of our culture when you talk about sports in Atlanta. So that's why we're addressing this because, again, if we don't, probably nobody will. But on top of that, Mike, as this information comes out, we're probably going to be the only show talking about this stuff. So, you know, we've been on it from the jump. That's something that I wanted to bring up today. When I saw Mike and, and how upset he was with how people were responding to this, we all are so quick to just jump the gun. Can we chill for a minute? Right. I mean, and to put it into a college football type of vernacular, it's like when a school has got an athlete that they're, pers- they're pursuing, Carl, to recruit who has some degree of criminal activity or perceived criminal activity or charges. And then eventually it plays out. Who was a young man at LSU a couple years ago? They had him involved in all sorts of untoward stuff, which turned out to be erroneous. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and you're, t- you're just talking about from a recruiting right. standpoint, and then all of right. a sudden it goes away and everybody goes, say, I told you the kid was innocent. Right. <laughs> so, again. And again I, but here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say like I'm on this guy's side. I don't know enough. I don't know. I don't, I don't don't know enough about this. I've tried to read everything I can to educate myself because I talked about this on the radio, and I don't know enough about this where I would say he was guilty or innocent. I, I don't have enough information other than what's been presented where they're not moving forward with the prosecution of the man. All right. There it is. Wanted to lay it out for you guys. Uh, if you want to respond, you want to talk about it, you can. Hit us up on social media. We'd love to hear from you uh, one way or another. As I said, I just want dubs. I want chips. That's all I really care about. And, and if you're saying, well, Dukes, you're willing to bring in guys – Yeah, because I trust the organization not to screw it up. I trust the organization to not make those kind of mistakes. We're not bringing in killers and murderers. And by the way, look, I get it. You and I have talked about Ozuna. I want the guy. I would be willing to let the guy come back. There's a lot of fans in Atlanta Braves fans don't want Ozuna to come back, Carl. I know. Even if you saw the video, and again, I think if you look at the video and you say to yourself, what exactly went on there? What's the history involved? I mean, I just think so many people just bang. They just get on it, and it's, it's too judgmental for my take, man. All right, guys, plenty more to get to. Headlines on the way. So what did Nate have to say last night after we we just rolled the Pacers? Also, you hear from John Collins. His name is being rumored as far as a trade guy that, that maybe is traded. I don't believe it's going to happen, but John Collins, you'll hear what he has to say coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Strap in, youngins. Hitting the headlines with Dukes and Bell. Headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down, guys. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Let's start with our Hawks. They rolled last night, 133-112. They beat the Pacers uh, start to finish. Uh, this was a beatdown, and it should have been. But Nate McMillan says, listen, we're trying to be a top seed in the East. You know, we're not talking about the top ten. We're talking about, you know, the top six. Uh, you know, where you're guaranteed a, a, a position. And uh, we have an opportunity to do that. We got a lot of work to uh, to make up. Uh, and really, it started tonight. Yeah, man. And uh, I heard Andy Rendang talking about it earlier. Where do you fall on the play-in game? I don't consider the single elimination of playoffs. To me, that's like almost like the play-in to NCAA March Madness. Yeah, well. It, playoffs yeah. is you were in, you're playing a best of seven. Seven, yeah. That, that's the thing. The play-in game is anybody could win. You flip a coin on that particular night. If your star has a bad night, you're done. So all this was for nothing, but the idea is to create more interest, right. and I think they tried to do that. And, and cash on TV. Yeah, I mean, so, but I'm with Nate. I mean, I'm trying to be top six. I'm trying to be top four, get some home court advantage. Well, that was what we thought we were going to be this year, right? That yeah. was the expectation of a healthier team, a younger squad. Obviously, Radish won't be a part of that, but everything else should work. Let's hear from John Collins, guys, talking about, uh, you know, you want to try to build good habits with games like this. You blow out a team, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, and you feel better about yourself. Let's be honest. Pacers not that good right now. Let's not blow it out of proportion, but John is right. You know, games like this where, you know, you know, teams are, uh, you know, a bit shorthanded, we want to build our habits and try to, you know, do, do the right things, execute. And as I said, just do, do the right things that hopefully, um, you know, edge over to the next games and, you know, prolong our season. Do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> so uh, from 0 for 6 in Dallas to 6 for 9 behind the three-stripe uh, was uh, our man Trey Young. Johnny goes for 20 last night, uh, 21 minutes. Well, the Stars all got to take a little bit of a break because his, uh, it was a 21-point beatdown. You know, had you been struggling against the Pacers, that would have been an eyebrow raiser. You did what you're supposed to do under those circumstances. Uh, no doubt about it. Next up, Spurs, and we'll continue to talk about Hawks here along the way. Uh, meanwhile, Trey's going to be in the three-point contest. Yay or nay? Happy about it? Excited about it? How you feel about it? Uh, how's that shoulder of his? I don't know. I mean, as long as that shoulder's good to go. I always like to see my guy showcased. I mean, I'd rather watch that than the dunk contest. I mean, yes. the, uh, dunk yes. gets, I mean, they sometimes are good, sometimes they're not. But, hey, you want to see your boy show out. You want to see your star, your guy shine. 
But I don't want him, you know. But this is like a home run derby where he comes back and guys, <laughs> you know, guys tank the second half of the season. They can't hit their weight. Trey shot 453s <laughs> over the weekend. So I don't think that's a concern. I'm just, but if his shoulder's a little banged up, I wouldn't mind him having a rest. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I am excited for him and for him to rep the A. Right. If he wins, great. If he doesn't, it, this is just fun. And in addition for him being there as a starter uh, for the All-Star Weekend, which is in Cleveland this year. Meanwhile, NFL, Lovey Smith, Mike, finally spoke. He is the new head coach of the Texans, and he was asked about the hiring practices. I, I see Pep Hamilton right here, and I see his color, and he's going to be calling plays for us. And maybe it's, it's, it's about getting guys in a position for, for people to see exactly who they are and what they can do. I understand the problem. I know the Houston Texans are doing something about it to make it better. Your defense was last last year, Lovey. Last in the league. He was on the staff with Cully, remember? Correct. His defense was last in the league. <laughs> okay. Uh, I understand. And listen, I'll never begrudge a guy who gets an opportunity and a job. And, you know, Lovey's right. you you, you got to have more people who say, hey, we, we've got to broaden the, the, the scope of things. But... Again, to Mike's point, and Mike said this, you could have had this guy last year, right? Right. But you, but you chose a 27-year assistant in David Culley who was a, basically a joke. Right. So we'll see. I don't know how long Lovey will be there, Mike, to be quite honest with you. I still feel like there was some pressure as these jobs started to dwindle. Right. And if Lovey's there two years from now, okay, and then let's just say in year three they move on and the Texans go, well, yeah, we've been in the rebuild mode and, you know, we finally got a quarterback. They could say whatever the hell they want because you do say whatever you want when you're ready to change uh, direction. So I don't know. Lovey's not going to be there 10 years. I'll tell you that. No. No, and this is uh, maybe 73. But it's also the fact that this organization. Old and coach. I hope so. I mean, I mean Saban's never going to retire. Belichick's never going to retire. He'll be like, Little, you, you can have that whistle when you ply it from my cold, numb fingers. But no, the uh, the, the uh, Texans are a bad team. They, they missed their window. They just did. They, they did the Watt window. The, well, I still think they should have let Deshaun Watson play last year. I'll never understand that thing. Yeah, they shouldn't have traded away D-Hop. That, the window stopped when they traded D-Hop. Oh, that was Bill O'Brien's screw Yes. He got frustrated yeah. in the negotiation. He gave up, the, gave up the, the, the store for nothing. All right, so Dennis Allen, Mike, talking about his number one job. You got one <laughs> job. What's your one job, Dennis Allen? I think it's the most important decision that you make. That's going to be one of the first things that we do is, is we get together as a, as a staff, as an organization, and evaluate that position. And then we'll make the best decision for this organization that we think is, is the right thing for us moving forward. Of course, he's talking about quarterback. That's the Saints' new coach, Dennis Allen. He was their defensive coordinator. Now he's mm. the coach. He's saying, we got to find a quarterback. Period. I mean, that's number one. I mean, you've got to you've got to get one of those. Not exactly the biggest draft as far as quarterbacks. We'll see about uh, how these, you know some of these guys at the combine. They're mostly projects. You're betting on the come like Trey Lance. But again, smaller schools quarterbacks have shown they can do it. You know, not the matter. It doesn't matter if you go to like the big SEC school to be the man. Meanwhile, saw this today, and I don't know how you feel about this, but we will get eventually, maybe in our lifetime. Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin fight. You see this? Stop it. Yes. You see this, Bo? How many years removed from Triple G and Canelo have we been, Mike? I know. Canelo and his, uh, I guess, Eddie Hearn's matchroom boxing, according to ESPN, two-fight deal, $85 million. Uh, Canelo would fight, is it uh, Dimitri Bivol or Bivol, Squid? It's like I'm good at pronouncing guys' names. I'll go with Bivol, but it could be Bivol. Anyway, he's Russian, but uh, you'd be fighting him. And then provided Canelo wins, then he fights Triple G. 
So one more payday before Triple G. Yes. Really? You got to wait again. I mean, we never get the fights when we want them. No. And you got to wait. Like, for instance, we got the only fight I didn't want to see, we got way too early because Canelo wasn't ready when he fought Floyd. Yes. I don't think he ever would have beat Floyd because Floyd's going to dance around the ring, but that was one that was too soon. And then everything else, we got to wait 10 years to get. No, but we've seen this fight. We know it, the, Triple G, G got, won. He got cheated the first time. He did. The second time, it should have been a draw, but he got cheated there. Right. Now we're going to get an over the hill. Gennady get, probably can get, you know, yeah. the way he fights, he might catch one and not wake up. Right. I, Save it. Save it. Hey, for what it's worth, Canelo did uh, have some nice shots in the uh, Pro-Am. You see him at uh, Pebble Beach? Yeah, he did. Canelo was, I mean, squid belt. you got to look at his, his amazing his short game. Yeah, he's got a nice golf game. There's no doubt. But, yeah, I uh, – and so no date set for that fight. They're just announcing it. would be it. Uh, the, the, next year. The, under, the first match with Dimitri Bivol would be May 7th. Okay. And so then maybe in the fall. Correct. Yeah, maybe in the fall. Interesting. Hey, while we're talking about uh, the NFL, I do want to mention because the commissioner has come out now. The NFL says uh, the Washington Commanders will not oversee the investigation into Shocking. Daniel Snyder's allegations. Um, this is good because if you missed this, Daniel Snyder basically came out and said, we've got this. I'll hire somebody, and we'll have them look into this. So the NFL says, no, 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 no. The commanders, you won't be hiring anybody. Um, the league will conduct its own investigation into Tiffany Johnston's allegations of sexual harassment, Mike, against Daniel Snyder. I think this is when it gets interesting. I think the heat has already been there, and I think the NFL offices, with not releasing all these documents, they know a lot more than we already yeah, know. Maybe this this thing should have come down like a ton of bricks on Washington in the should first have. place. Should have. And, I mean, we're doing an investigation on the investigation. That's exactly right. So now, don't you feel? Don't you feel like this is it, this is when it happens? Snyder, look, if they didn't get him on the first go round, nothing's going to happen well, here. Mike, he was a mobster. I mean, he paid yeah. off people. He, he killed, literally he killed I mean, people. He had, he, he had, <laughs> I the, mean, I'm joking, but he damn near did. You, you can look it up, guys. The alleged victims in some of these suits, he had private investigators following around 24-7. Now, some of these women, unfortunately, they signed non-disclosure agreements. You know, and, They and, did, yeah. And that's supposed to mean you... Don't disclose what happens, and you get money for that. And so that so that's a whole other kettle of fish. But Snyder is such a weasel. But I don't think, Carl, at the end of the day, nothing will come of this either. Okay. Yeah, I I just think. I mean, gonna, the guy's a dirtbag, but he's still going to be an NFL owner when all is said and done. Ooh, I hope not. I mean, listen, I, there's only one guy right now that that I I wish he didn't have a team. And this is the guy. Uh, there's just too much stuff there. And, you know, if the, the NFL continues to allow this to happen, then it is what it is. Hey, man, we got plenty more to get to. Speaking of the NFL, Larry Fitzgerald talks about Kyler Murray's situation. Everybody right now is kind of perplexed as to what it all means and why is this dude deleting everything from the team when the team has not said that they will not pay him? That's not right. what the team has said. But yet, that's kind of what everybody is feeling like with Kyler Murray. Uh, we'll talk about that. We've got plenty more NFL about the Super Bowl as well. And uh, I thought Joe Burrow's comments were pretty interesting, um, as we heard from a bunch of guys last night, including Jamar Chase. Uh, we'll, we'll get to all of that coming up. NFL Blitz on the way. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 